everyone. You're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. Let's give it up for the Frog Fest. These are live frogs. Now, if you're from Texas or the dirty south, you might say frogs. But the correct pronunciation is what? Frogs. And today I'm talking about another night with the frogs. Can you imagine sleeping with millions of frogs? Can you imagine opening up your refrigerator and having hundreds of frogs just jumping around? Can you imagine getting in your automobile and having frogs? Can you imagine trying to negotiate the freeways, not just with cars, but with frogs everywhere? That's what we're going to talk about. Frogs. Frogs. And I have some frogs right here in this bucket. I thought that I would just throw some. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And I want to do this, though. I have, a, I have a slingshot here, and I thought that we would just... What do you think? Ah, it's okay. It'll be all right. Oh. Let's see if I can do another one. I can do better than that. I can't wait for all the emails and texts. I can't wait to see what the media will do now. Oh, 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 whoa. I'll tell you what, I just, yeah, there we go. It's yours to keep. Anyway, it's very important to slingshot frogs. Fake ones, that is. Fake frogs. We would never, ever, ever hurt a beautiful, real frog. We do have some monsters here. Check out this one. This frog is amazing. That is a serious frog. Think about it. How would you like to spend the night with bunches and bunches of frogs? How would you like to have a frog fest? You might be going, Ed, come on, I wouldn't do that. No one in their right mind would do that. I could never even entertain that thought. But wait, just wait. Because if you're totally honest in your heart of hearts, if I'm totally honest, we've all spent the night with some frogs. Huh, what are you talking about, Ed? If you have your Bibles, you might want to turn to the book of Exodus. Exodus chapter 8. Because Exodus chapter 8 is a chapter about these frogs, or frogs. Have you spent the night with frogs? Do you have frogs in your life? Are frogs everywhere? Let me set the context very quickly. You've got a colloquy with Moses and Pharaoh, this discussion, if you will, this conversation. God's people, the Israelites, the Jews, they were in Egyptian captivity. Pharaoh was the man, and we know the symbol of Egypt was a venomous serpent. Well, Moses was tapped on the shoulder. I mean, he he was the man, the reluctant leader. He had a stuttering problem. So don't ever say, well, I can't speak or I can't do this or that. I'm weak in that area. Look at how Moses was used by God. God tapped Moses on the shoulder, had him walk into Pharaoh's Oval Office. 
And basically, Moses said, hey, Pharaoh, hey, Pharaoh, let my people go. Pharaoh basically said, no, I'm not going to do it. During Egyptian days, Pharaoh was a god, sovereign, autonomous. Yes, they worshipped the frogs. The Egyptians thought that the frogs actually breathed life into the nostrils of human beings, so they didn't mess around with frogs. Pharaoh, though, was the man. He was God. And that sounds like it's an ancient problem. It sounds like it's back in the day. It sounds like, you know, no one today thinks they're God. Think about it, though. I suggest to you that many of us struggle with being the God of our lives, don't we? Many of us go Pharaoh. God tells us to do one thing, and we say, you know what? I'm going to do what I want to do. I am autonomous. I will individuate. I will pave my own purpose through this one and only life. I will negotiate the maze of life by myself. Now, God, when I need you, I'll call for you. But right now, I don't, and I'm going to be the man. So we go Pharaoh. Moses said, Pharaoh, let my people go. He said, no. So God sent 10 plagues, 10 plagues. The first plague was the plague of blood. All the water turned red with blood. All the drinking water, everything was blood. You tried to order a Perrier, it was bloody. Everything was about blood. Pharaoh is just coming off the heels of having horrendous drinking water for a week. He still hardened his heart. He still said, I'm the man. I'm not, I'm not gonna let go. I'm not gonna let this cheap slave labor go. So now we enter the book of Exodus, chapter eight, verse one. Then the Lord said to Moses, go to Pharaoh and say to him, this is what the Lord says, let my people go so that they may worship me. There's always a war over worship. God is a jealous God, as we've been learning around here. God knows that we're worshipers, and he tells us don't waste your worship, because if you waste your worship, you're gonna waste your life. We're not gonna live very long against the backdrop of eternity, we live forever, but on this side of the grave, we don't live that long, even if you are a vegan, even if you do work out, even if you do P90X from this day forward. We're not going to live that long as it relates to forever because we're one drunk driver, one blood clot, one germ, one cancerous cell away from the other side, and death is no respecter of persons. Verse 2. If you refuse to let them go, Moses said, I'm going to plague the whole country with frogs. Again, 10 plagues. This is the second plague. The Nile will teem with frogs. You're talking about living in denial. Pharaoh was bathing in denial. He had frogs all over him. The Nile will teem with frogs. They'll come up into your palace, your bedroom, and, and it goes on and on and describes the frogs will be everywhere. It'll be a major Frogapalooza. Frogs will be here and there and yonder. Just for a second, I want us to relate. Just for a second, I want us to connect frogs with sin. Because frogs are all about what? Rebellion. What is sin? Sin is a plague. Sin means I missed the mark. God is righteous, he's perfect, yet I sin. No one taught me how to sin. I've never had lessons in 
in mirroring my depravity. I just know how to do it, and so do you. We understand sin. We understand frogs. Frogs represent sin. Sin represent frogs. Number one, here's a frog fact we need to download. Frogs and sin multiply quickly. Frogs and sin multiply quickly. We saw some frogs mating the other night as we were frog hunting. What happens with a frog? In the Nile River, the frogs laid eggs. Then you got tadpoles, tadpoles, pollywogs, pollywogs. Frogs. Ribbit. I said frogs. Ribbit. I said a bunch of frogs. Ribbit. Say ribbit with me. Ribbit. When we sin, we are into ribbit alien. When we miss the mark and go our own way and go Pharaoh, we ribbit alien. We're into ribbit alien. We ribbit L. We rebel. That's what we do. God has this way. God says, I want you to do this in your marriage, this in your friendships, this with your finances, this with your career. But we go, you know what? I'm going to do what I want to do with my marriage, with my finances, with my career, with my life. I'm going to go Pharaoh. So frogs and sin multiply quickly. Isn't that true? You sin, you mess around, whatever you do, one sin leads to another, to another, to another, to another, and all of a sudden, we realize we have a plague on our hands, and we trace it back to that sin. Sin, we lay an egg. Sin, it turns into a tadpole. Sin, a pollywog. Sin, a frog. And here's what's so crazy about this whole situation. Pharaoh knew his rebellion and his sin and his hard-heartedness brought in the frogs, yet Pharaoh tries to up the ante and bring in his magicians to replicate the miracle of the masses of frogs. God's brought the plague because of rebellion. The plague is universal. Sin is universal. Sin is missing the mark. Every single person knows that we mess up. Everybody does. Even the most hardcore atheist, down deep in his or her heart of hearts, they know they have a sin problem. So sin and frogs multiply very, very quickly. Another frog fact, if you look at verse 4, sin and frogs are both ugly. I'm talking about U-G-L-Y, you ain't got no alibi, ugly. How many times have you ever said, oh, what a beautiful frog. Look at this gorgeous toad. They're just, they're just beautiful. Here's some that have escaped. I got him. I mean, yeah, you could argue that, whoa, that, that's a real one there. Watch him. You could argue that the frog's skin, you know, is, is, is pretty just if you could, could paint in one little one-inch section. But come on, frogs are not beautiful. They're just not that pretty. I'm sorry, my bro, but you don't look that great. Sin is not pretty. I don't think we realize how U-G-L-Y, you ain't got no alibi, ugly sin is. Sin and frogs are a lot of like. Frogs and sin are a lot of like. They represent rebellion. Pharaoh said, I'll go my own way. What happened? It was Frogapalooza. Ribbit-Elian. Ribbit-Elian. I'm going to do my own thing with my body. I'll sleep where I want to sleep. Ribbit-Elian. I've got some authority issues, and I'm going to do what I want to do at the restaurant, around the church, 
At my company, the school on the team, Ribbedellion. We have this sin problem. We're natural born sinners. We have this synetic condition. It's ugly. We don't realize how ugly sin is. It really is. Frogs are ugly too. And if we realized how ugly sin was, thank you, frog slime. Could you, could you get, let me get, get that other one, if you would, please. This is kind of dry, and this is stuff really smells. <laughs> if we realize how ugly and what a stench our sin gives off to the nostrils of God, I don't think we would do it as much. Sin, though, is attractive. Sin is fun. Sin is sexy. It is seductive. If it weren't, we wouldn't do it so much. Yet we sin. Sin is the S word now. We don't want to say it anymore. Yeah. Oh, I've got issues. I've got, I've, got, I've got problems. I'm living in denial, or whatever we call it. That's just my family of origin, and my family of origin is very, very funky, and I just do, no, no, it is sin, S-I-N. Just call it what it is. Don't, just say it. Let's say it together. One, two, three, sin. One, two, three, sin. Yeah, we sin. What is sin? It's an archery term. It's missing the mark. It's like shooting an arrow, and the arrow misses the target. That's a sin. God's perfect. He's holy. We mess up. We sin. We fall miserably short. That's what these frogs represent. We have to deal with the frogs. And Pharaoh was all messed up with all these frogs. He brings the magicians in, and the magicians duplicate the same miracle that God just pulled off. The frogs came in from the Nile. Problem. The magicians could not get the frogs out of Egypt. I'll say it again. The magicians, because the evil one always has a duplicate miracle, right? The, the, the magicians could bring the frogs out of the Nile, multiply them like God, but the magicians couldn't alleviate the frog fest. What do we do when we look face to face with sin? What do we do when we're surrounded by frogs? We call in our magicians like Pharaoh. We get real, 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 real busy. We just get busy and we can't sit still. We run over here, we run over there because we can't sit still. Because if we sat still, we would hear ribidellion, ribidellion, ribidellion. So we gotta be going here, there, and yonder, from fun fix to fun fix, from activity to activity. And we're recreating ourselves to death, and one of the reasons is we can't sit still, because when we do, we're acutely aware of our ribbit alien. We're surrounded by frogs. We're surrounded by frogs. What is, oh, there's another one, look at him. Oh, I'll get him. Oh, you can't get away from me. Yeah, he, he is, he is, um, he has used the restroom. That's okay. That's part of it. Everyone does. Can you imagine the stench in Egypt? That much frog pee? Do you realize they defecate and just stand right in it? You want to tell you how ugly frogs are? I've been doing some research on these things. They molt once a year, they shed their skin, and after they shed their skin, they eat it. 
And one of them in here told me, hey, Ed, it tastes like chicken. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> this is true. I read they, they brought some frogs up in the space shuttle to test to see how amphibians would do in a weightless less environment. One frog got motion sick, threw up, not the contents of his stomach, but literally threw up his stomach, then took his back legs and cleaned his stomach out and swallowed it again. Frogs are ugly. Sin is ugly. It's committing cosmic treason before our holy God. If we realized how heinous and how ugly our sin is, we wouldn't sin as much. So frogs in sin, they multiply quickly. The interest compounds daily. They're ugly. Also, frogs in sin will make you jumpy, paranoid. Back in the day, paranoia will destroy you. Ha, ha, ha. Whoa. Make you a little bit freaky. What do you mean by that, man? We try to hide stuff and cover stuff up, and what we try to cover, God uncovers. What we uncover, God covers. Let's go back to the scripture. Exodus, how about Phil? Exodus chapter 8. And these shoes kind of have a platform on them, and I play basketball so much, I kind of roll my ankles, you know, sprain my ankles. I'm like sometimes walking like, wow, okay? No one else has ever done that? Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, Aaron's Moses' brother, pray to the Lord to take the frogs away from me and my people. I'm talking about verse 8. And I'll let your people go. Hmm. Moses said to Pharaoh, I leave to you the honor of setting the time for me to pray for you and your officials and your people so that you and your houses may be rid of the frogs. This is huge except for those that remained in the Nile. The magicians couldn't take care of the frogs. Only God can take, thank you, take care of the frogs. Say it with me. Only God can take care of the frogs. That's you and me online, all of our campuses. Only God can take care of the frogs. Are you feeling me? Are you smelling the frogs? Are you dealing with the frogs? The magicians can't do it. Positive thinking can't do it. A leadership seminar can't do it. Going to a counselor can't do it. Only God and the blood of Jesus Christ can cleanse the frogs from our lives. That's it. So there's no use to be jumpy. There's no use to be freaky. Just give it to God and tell God, hey, you see the frogs, you know I have sin, and I want to deal with them. Well, that's what Pharaoh did. But here's the weird thing about this plague, 10 plagues. One of the unique things about the second plague, the plague of the frogs, is simply this. God gave Pharaoh the choice regarding when to get rid of the frogs. Moses basically said, give me the word. I know you're ready to tap out, Pharaoh. I know you've had enough frogs. Give me the word, and when you give me the word, I'll pray, and the frogs will be gone. The magicians couldn't do it. God, Pharaoh knew, could do it. And check this out. This is 
a classic, classic text. This is where I got the subject matter of today's talk, Another Night with the Frogs. Here's Pharaoh. He rebelled, and because of his rebellion, sin multiplied, it's ugly, it made everybody jumpy. His rebellion hurt innocent bystanders because he thought he was God, he was the man, he was autonomous because he was doing his own thing, his own way, what happened? It affected the entire nation of Egypt. And the same is true when I sin and when you sin. It's not just Ed Young sinning, it's how it affects my marriage, friends, my career, everything. You're the same way. It's the ripple effect of sin. You throw a pebble in a mill pond in August, and that pebble causes ripples, and ultimately the ripples hit the shore. And they don't happen immediately, but if you wait, you'll finally see the ripples. You'll be like, wow, you mean that ripple happened because I threw that rock in the pond like several minutes ago? Right. It's the same thing with sin. So Moses said, Pharaoh, you're the man. You have a choice. And we have a choice. Do you want me to get rid of the frogs? And here is what he said. Verse 10, Exodus chapter 8. Tomorrow. I mean, are you ready for that? Think about it. Billions of frogs. Eggs, tadpoles, pollywogs, bullfrogs, tree frogs, poisonous frogs, non-poisonous frogs, frogs defecating everywhere, peeing everywhere, eating their skin, upchopping their stomach. They're everywhere on the freeways, in the cars, in your pantry, at the restaurant. And Pharaoh has the opportunity to get rid of them. And what does he say? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. That's the enemy's favorite line in your life and mine. Hey, you have this issue with commitment. Deal with it tomorrow. Yeah, you're in this relationship that's pulling you down, that's keeping you from, from where God wants you. Just, just, you can deal with it tomorrow. Text him or, or, or talk to her tomorrow. Yeah, you have this sin in your life. You've, you've hurt this person. You've betrayed this person. God calls you to, to make it right, and you say, tomorrow. And, and right now, many here are being convicted of your sin. God's pinpointing your frogs, and you hear that, ribbit alien, ribbit alien, ribbit alien, in so many different areas. The only time we're assured of is now. Don't put off tomorrow what you can do today. God is working today. He's moving in your life today. It's the power of the now. Well, tomorrow, when I get it together, then I'll come to God. T -t tomorrow, then I'll really get involved in church. I know church is the only thing that Jesus ever built. That's it. And, and I promise you, tomorrow, the devil loves it. He goes, man, I got another one they're into tomorrow. They're going Pharaoh on me. This is cool. Tomorrow. So Pharaoh said, I'll just spend, <laughs> I'll spend another night with the frogs, another night with my addiction, another night hooked on pornography, another night in this illicit relationship, another night, another night in lying, another, ni another night with the frogs. Well, what happens? 
God gets rid of the frogs. The frogs croak. <laughs> and that's the fourth frog fact. Both sin and frogs will make you croak. The frogs die. There's piles and piles of dead frogs. Have you ever smelled a live frog up close? Have you ever smelled dead frogs? I have. I didn't kill them, they died of natural causes. But, <laughs> but, the frogs died. And there were masses of them, piles of dead frogs. And the Bible says the entire nation of Egypt smelled to high heaven. Well then, you, you won't believe this, Pharaoh was like, wow! Thank you, that's, a, that's the true frog man. Let's, let's give it, let's give that right there, that, that's incredible. He has the net and everything. Isn't that great? I love that. While you're speaking, you know, just, just people come up and scoop a frog. and Yeah, it's great. It's beautiful. I like it. It's great. It's great. So Pharaoh said the same thing. The frogs are gone. Yay, the frogs are out. I know it smells a little bit. He probably did this, did this huge talk. He addressed the nation, looked very, very presidential, wore the red, white, and blue tie, and the frogs are gone. Yes, the smell is a little bit bad, but it's okay, you know, it's, it's all right, it'll be fine. And, and, and then one would think, because God dominated the God of nature, because Pharaoh saw that God was and is sovereign, one would think he would live in this. He's receptive, he's like, wow, look what God did. This is amazing. Well, let's, let's look at verse 15. But when Pharaoh saw that there was relief, whoo, yeah, he hardened his heart and would not listen to Moses and Aaron just as the Lord had said. What? Pharaoh, you saw a miracle. Brother, you just had seven days of bloody water. The water supply, I mean, it has been just totally tainted. Now, zillions of frogs, and you see relief, and you're back to your old ways. Again, Pharaoh is so 2012. He's not yesterday.com. No, no, no. He's 2012. God moves. We're honest with him about our frogs. Relief happens. We're receptive. Things change, and we're like, Wow. I've been going to church and my life is, 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 is coming together. I've been, I've been beginning to, to, to tithe and wow, things are happening and God's using me and I'll just miss here and miss there and, 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 and all of a sudden we go back to our ways, back to those old toxic relationships, back to those old habits, back and, and our heart becomes hardened again. It's the revolving door of the frog cycle. So are you handling it, the frogs, Pharaoh's way, or are you handling it God's way? What's God's way? We're receptive. I mean, God's pointing out the frogs. Look, look how giant, look how monstrous these frogs are. He's pointing out the frogs. We got frogs in our lives. They're, they're as big as Dallas or Miami. They're monsters. We're receptive to it. I've got sin. I've got frogs. I can feel them croaking. Listen to this one. Let's see if we'll do it again. 
Thank you. Anyway, I love animals. So, I'm telling you I do. I love these things. Okay. So God points them out. We're receptive. Relief comes. But then what do we do? We don't return to our old ways. We return back to God. God gets rid of the frogs. They hop away. And we return the opposite way. That's what repentance is. That's what repentance is. An about face. And we can make that decision right now. One last story. One last story. Jesus was walking through a town one day. And here he is walking. People are pressing on him, talking, Jesus, the Messiah, Jesus, Savior, Jesus. And all the people are going crazy. There was a man who had been blind from birth named Bartimaeus. And Bartimaeus began to scream and yell, Jesus, have mercy on me. Jesus, save me. Jesus, heal me. And his friends around him were like, Bartimaeus, shh, be quiet, shut up. It's Jesus, you didn't have time for that. Jesus heard Bartimaeus. He turned and he healed him. What if Bartimaeus had said, well, tomorrow. Well, I'll I'll wait until Jesus comes through my town again. Surely he'll come by again. That was the last time that Jesus ever came by. Today's your day. It's not tomorrow. Today. Today, give your life to Christ. Today, be open with the frogs in your life. Today, resolve to say, I'm not going to spend another night with the frogs. Would you pray with me? Just just say this prayer with me. Just say, God, I admit to you that I've sinned, that sin is everywhere, that it's ugly, that ultimately it leads to death, and I'm tired of running and gunning and doing this and that. I want to turn to you and give my life to you. I confess my sin. I confess the frogs in my life. Because I believe God to the best of my ability. Just say that. Just say that. I believe to the best of my ability that you sent Jesus to die on the cross for all of my failures, for all of my frogs, and to rise again. I believe Jesus was righteous. He was perfect. He was holy. And right now, I relinquish control of my life to you. I'm tired of going Pharaoh. I'm tired of determining my own destiny. I can't do it. The magicians aren't working for me. I give my life to you. If you pray that prayer, that's the greatest thing that you will ever, ever do. Thank you for listening and thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can continue this show and equip people with the hope of heaven. You can click the link in the description to support the show or visit edyoung.com. There you can also be resourced with bonus content for free, including a daily devotional. 
We also encourage you to share the message today with those around you. Thank you again for listening. God bless.